Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to episode 151 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about packing for a marathon weekend. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational. And let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey runners and welcome to episode 151. My name is Letty. My name is Ryan. And we have a weekly marathon running podcast on all things training, nutrition, motivational stuff. And today we are going to pack for a marathon weekend and we have a certain marathon in mind. I think I have deja vu because didn't we do this already? I know. I accidentally hit the delete button, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Boston Marathon, Ryan. That's your favorite. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rate it on the Letty score? 10, of course. 10 out of 10, as always. <laughs> That's true. Most of them are 10 out of 10s, except for Big Bear. Yes. So you guys, if you are new to listening to us, we do a lot of race recaps, and Ryan always makes me rate marathons. And you tend to rate them highly, so... Because I feel like even if it's not the perfect experience, there's something great about those weekends. You know, just it's nice that we have our health and we can run on our legs and use our bodies and move them. Yeah. What's your most anticipated event at the Boston Marathon? I think all of it. The whole weekend, the press conference and the 5K, the shakeout runs, all of that stuff. The brewery, the after parties the pasta dinners. There's a lot of events going on. So I'm, I'm super excited and I'm grateful to you because you're staying home to watch the kids. Yep. That's me. Well, that came in timely. <laughs> you got your own little cheer squat there. I enjoy the time with the kids though. It's kind of nice. And it's very nice for you to have me out of your hair for a weekend as well. I wouldn't admit to that. Come on. For sake of my life. <laughs> Anyhow. One of these days our kids will be old enough and we'll take them. Yes. One of, one of these days we'll run it with them. Yeah, we could take them now, but it's just probably not worth it. They probably wouldn't get a whole lot out of it compared to how much effort it is to do. Plus, there's so much running around. It'd be boring for them. It's more like an adult playground. That sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. <laughs> what goes on there? <laughs> Tell me about the Wesley girls, but... Uh, so, why do you need a podcast to pack for a marathon? I just throw my shoes in the suitcase and... Jump on the plane? Well, you would think that, but then runners are very particular about the stuff that we use. 26 miles is a very far way to go, so you want to avoid chafing, you want to avoid trying anything new. So you want to bring stuff that you tested out in your running, in your training prior to boarding the plane. And that all goes with, I guess, an overall tip, the probably most important tip, except for what we're going to talk about, you know, that list of tips. Whatever you're bringing for your marathon, bring it in your carry-on. Because if you pack and you do everything that we suggest you bring, and then your suitcase gets lost, 
then everything was kind of for nothing. So I would suggest highly to bring your most important items, whatever you think is most important that you can't live without when you run, bring it in your carry-on, which includes your alpha flies. Although, you know, Boston is a place where there's a lot of running stores, so highly likely the shoes is actually something you could replace. But I'm just talking about other runs. There's marathons that happen in the mountains and the chances that you're going to find the exact pair of shoes or other items that we're going to discuss is going to be very slim. So you have a guest to help us. Yes, because I figured you don't have a marathon item list of things that you need for your marathon weekend yet. You're right, I don't. So I invited Sierra Carter on the podcast. I've done a few episodes with her before. She is a friend of mine that I've met in person for the first time in Chicago. She's on Instagram and she also has her own podcast and she loves traveling. So uh, she's fun. It was it was a cool conversation to go over that list of items with her. And she's an expert packer? She's not an expert and neither am I. And there's probably no perfect way to pack, but... There's nothing wrong with hearing other people have their ideas laid out for you. And in order to help you guys at home listening to, if you want a packing list, we actually created a Google document that I'm going to link in the show notes. And it goes into detail about stuff that you want to wear on the race, before the race, throwaway clothes, nutrition, supplements, all that stuff, stuff that we pack and that we find helpful. Um, and that's actually my packing list, my personal packing list. So there you go. Yeah, hopefully at least somebody will find something that maybe they didn't think of and it will make their weekend or their week or however long they stay there. Yes. And if that happens, you can give us a five-star review on Apple <laughs> because it helps our rating. So that's that. So without any further ado, we're now going to play our conversation with Sierra Carter. All right. So I'm here with Sierra Carter again. Sierra, thank you so much for coming back on my podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me back. I love doing podcasts together. This is always so much fun. <laughs> I know. Super fun. And especially because I know you love traveling a lot and I know you love racing. Someday we'll get all 50 states. Someday. Someday we'll get there. Let's do like 50 <laughs> countries instead. <laughs> so let's go over this packing list. Um, let's start with stuff that you should not forget because you need to be wearing it for race day. So this is the most important. You do not want to be buying gear on race day that's brand new. Yes. And the one thing that you cannot do without man or woman is your running shoes. Oh my gosh, don't forget those. I've heard, I've heard of people forgetting those too at like bigger races and they're like, oh, I just went out and bought a pair. I'm like, oh, that sounds painful. Yeah, exactly. Especially depending on where you are. Obviously, if you're going to Chicago, Boston, or one of those big cities where there is a Nike store or whatever shoe preference you have, that's easy. But it, what if you go to, I don't know, let's say the mountains in Utah? <laughs> Right. Like I'm thinking of, I did a race up in Glacier. There's nowhere up in Glacier. Like I, I there's maybe like five stores near that play area. <laughs> Do yes. they have shoes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and then you're going to have to wear the shoes that you came to the place with maybe some boots. I mean, I'm, I know it's been done. I know that we're very picky about our shoes, but you know, a long time ago, people just wore whatever. I also was warned by somebody else about the Boston Marathon. A lot of people travel to this race. And since you don't start running for five hours, they bring their pair of shoe to run with and then wear a different pair of shoes, kind of like a throwaway pair. And what yeah. if you forget that pair on the bus or in the porta potty? Well, see, that's what I'm thinking too. I, I guess I've always just worn my race shoes and just 
not cared. You know, it's, I, I feel better with it on me. I've not, I've actually haven't seen anybody do that. That's interesting. If it's raining, oh. your shoes are going to get wet anyway, right? Right. So. That's what I'm thinking. I'll just try not to step in puddles too early. Or you can wear a shower cap over your shoes. I actually did that at the Rebel good, Big yeah. Bear because it was so cold. And Ooh. it kind of helped a little bit for a while. Yeah. yeah. At least make sure your toes aren't numb when you start the race. I yes. countless numbers of races have started with my toes numb. They warm up by mile eight, but you know, first eight miles kind of suck. <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially because those shoes are lightweight. And so they're so thin. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. So yeah, got to make sure you have your shoes. And then of course, socks, socks are, you got to have your favorite pair of socks. You can't wear those thin, tiny, gross socks that you buy at Walmart that fall down halfway through. They're up at your toes by mile five. So shoes and socks. And the other very important thing for women is sports bras and then shorts. So number four on the list after shoes, socks, sports bra is shorts or pants, whatever you want to wear. Yeah, no, those I I mean, like I always I always bring two pairs, right? Where I bring a couple pairs of shorts and then like maybe one pair of leggings just in case. I mean, it depends on where I go. Like if I'm traveling to Florida, there's no way I'm wearing leggings, even in the winter. But out here in Utah, I haven't run in shorts since October because it's way too cold, (laughs) depending on where I'm going, because you never know, like the weather could take a drastic change. Yes, absolutely. And so unless you're super sure you're going to wear just shorts, bring a pair of each and then kind of go with it because racing weather can change. So yeah, another one, I guess like I don't do this super often is a racing shirt um, or singlet, but I see, I always just race in my sports bras. I'm pretty, I'm pretty dead set on that. If it's cold, I'm usually in a, like a Lululemon jacket um, and I don't take that off. So it's either I'm really hot and I'm racing in a sports bra or I'm cold with a Lululemon jacket on. There's like no in between where I wear a shirt. (laughs) So let me ask you this. In that case, if you're racing in a sports bra, do you put your bib on your pants or on your sports bra? Yeah, I actually I've started just attaching it to my running belt. I have a flip belt, a flip belt running belt, and I love it because it just it looks like a um, a a legging waistband. So it blends right into your shorts and I just attach it right underneath um, right on underneath at the bottom of the running belt and it just stays in the front of me the whole time that's cool so another one that you do not want to forget is your sunglasses and a visor because depending on where you are most races are early in the morning sun goes up you're running into the sun it's just a lot better to not have the sun in your face in addition it keeps you cooler and then with the sunglasses, if you have a good pair of gooders or some that have a fun lens, it gives you some, you know, color. I feel like doing a race wearing pink glasses kind of flips your mood and makes it more fun as well. Oh, it does. I have one thing to say about sunglasses, though, and I've learned this in so many races. I I usually never wear a hat. I really just like, you know, bun on top of my head with my sunglasses. But I've learned I have to keep my sunglasses in like my flip belt and not on top of my head until it's time to put them down because they get so sweaty and so foggy by the time the sun comes up when you put them down, they're useless. And it's like, oh, and usually you're too sweaty. You can't really wipe them off. You're trying to run. So it's I've learned don't put them on top of your head in the first part of the race because they're going to get you know, they're going to fog up. That's just what glasses do. There's no such thing as anti fog, anti um, water resistant sunglasses that are going to sit on top of your head. It happens. That is such a good point because that just happened to me last weekend when it was really humid in Florida, but yes. it hasn't happened to me 
during a race yet, maybe because the temperatures were drier. But I can see that, especially with a visor where your head's sweating. And, and like you said, there's nothing on your body that you could wipe those sunglasses off with. It's nothing. No, not. And it just smears the, you know, smears the um, wetness on them. It's just like, oh, God, now I'm just running blind. I'm just going to take these off and be <laughs> blinded by the sun. It'll be fine. <laughs> Things you learn in a race. It's these little things. Yes, absolutely. All right. So what else do we have to bring? Headphones. Do not forget your headphones. I mean, you could be one of those crazy runners that doesn't like music. I mean, do you like music? Headphones? I love music. I, okay. I wouldn't race without it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. And then some people are like, I just like the sound of the silence and running. <laughs> yes. If I don't have that, the silence would consist of me just breathing heavy. And I do not want to listen to that. So whatever headphones you prefer, bring those. For women, I also suggest to bring hair ties because there's nothing worse than waking up and you only have one hair tie in the morning of your race when you in reality use five different ones to hold your hair up. Mm-hmm. And but what's nice about that one, I've I've forget forgotten hair ties. You can get hair ties almost anywhere, which is pretty nice. Like that one's like not like a super critical one, like the shoes. But I always do have like, what is it? The goodies? Is that what is that the company? Goody, good yeah, goodies. I always have like a whole pack of them in my race bag. That's because awesome. you never know. Like one snaps, two snaps, three snaps. Oh, the fourth one works. You never know. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Another important one is body glide. And you will thank us for that later after you've completed your marathon and you can take a shower without screaming bloody murder because everything hurts from chafing. So this is one I need to learn. I actually haven't done ha- had body glide or use body glide. I just go with the stinging. <laughs> Where do you usually chafe? Right. I mean, the thighs, my, my, the regular, the thighs. Yes. So get some of that into your bag. Um, another thing that I personally bring is a sports camera. I, I have the Insta360 GoTo and it just uh, clips on my hat, on my visor. And to turn it on, I just have to pick it, push a quick button, turns off after 10 seconds, and you just get really cool clips of your race and you'll be able to cherish that forever. So if that's something that you want to get into, I know that there's other ones. I don't know what they're called, like the 360 cameras where you can have them on a stick, but you know. Yeah, no, I I actually love the one because I remember it in Chicago, that one that you had was adorable and amazing. And it's so out of your way because I love that it's on your hat and it just looks at what you're looking at. Like that is incredible. Exactly. And I agree with you because in the end, you kind of do it for yourself. You want to yeah. remember the race. So I don't need it. I don't feel like I need to see me in the picture. I know no. what I look like. I don't want to know what I look like during these 26 <laughs> miles. But, you know, again, uh, that's a preference thing. Yeah, no, see, the uh, next thing, there's something to carry your race stuff um, in. Definitely pack that. I love my flip belts. I have two of them. I take them almost everywhere with me at all times. You can fit everything in there. Phones, keys. um, I've put gels in there. Sometimes my sunglasses. I mean, it all fits in there. It doesn't bounce. It's wonderful. Yeah, see, I yet to find something that doesn't bounce. Um, I know that with some belts, I wore them, they're a little bit wider and they didn't bounce while I was training. But then I, when I go to racing, everything bounces and everything rides up to your waist. If your waist is smaller yeah. than your hips, it's kind of, it kind of annoys me. 
Yeah, I don't know. So the flip belt, it depends on what I wear, to be honest with you. When I wear my like, I I always race in like Lululemon shorts. It doesn't come up to my waist. Now, if I do leggings, something a little bit more slick, it does kind of move its way up my waist, but it still doesn't really bounce on my waist. It still just kind of like hugs your waist and just kind of sits there. But this flip belt never bounces. It never bounces. I'm going to have to try it out. It's probably exactly what you said. It's the fabric because I always wear yeah. Nike pros and obviously they're yeah. tight and they're slippery. So that's how that happens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try one again. Um, yeah. So yeah, usually, like I said, I wear some kind of, it's not really an armband. It's kind of almost like a sweatband that goes on your wrist from like eighties oh, okay. tennis player type of look, you know what I mean? But it has yeah. a zipper and I think I bought 10 of them in a 10 pack and I put gels and stuff at full. It's not comfortable, but I usually throw it out by mile 10. Do you run with your phone? I do run with my phone. So my phone, I wear in my sports bra. My sports bra has a double layer. So I just stick it in the front. Or I'm so used to running within my hand now that I probably would be comfortable even doing that. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I'm I'm right there. I usually just throw my, my flip belt, but I used to just put it in my sports bra, but it used to get so sweaty. And then it would lock me out. <laughs> Five minutes until you can get back in and be like, but I wasn't pressing anything. Oh, man. All right. So another one that um, I put on our list is jewelry. And this is kind of like I have this bracelet and it has a motivational quote on it. And oh, I, love I love wearing it because when I get tired, I look at it and it says be in the mile. So I kind of snap out of whatever I think about and get back into moment. Oh, I love that. Yeah, see, I yeah, I don't wear jewelry, but I think that's a fantastic idea. Those races where you're really trying, I feel like anything that you can to help yourself mentally, and yeah. in that case, um, also the jewelry for me. I think that's fantastic. Actually, I haven't thought about bracelets. I've seen people with necklaces. Um, I've seen some pretty cool earrings, but like at least you can see the bracelet, which is nice. <laughs> All right. So the other thing that I have on our list is. Uh, arm sleeves. I put sock sleeves because what I usually do is I don't like carrying stuff around once I'm done with it. I get some compression socks at CVS, right? At a pharmacy that are like five bucks, um, for men that are long. They fit my arms and I just cut holes in the toes. So they turn into arm sleeves. And then when I'm done with them, when I'm warm enough, I just toss them, toss them out. Oh, that's awesome. I like that idea. Anything you can throw off during a race, do it. You know what I mean? Like anything that you can make at a budget and you can just redo it next time, do it. You do not want extra stuff on you. Don't become that prepared runner that packs themselves up. <laughs> it's not going to do you any good. So I guess I'm happy that you just said that too, because let's talk about some um, throwaway items that we should bring as runners, depending on where we travel to. There's always number one, the throwaway shirt. The shirt, the throwaway pants. So I, what is it? Those famous pants that you can just like rip off of you <laughs> with the Velcro on the side, just rip them off. I've seen runners do that. They'll cut the side so you can put your own Velcro on it. So when you're ready to pull them off, you just rip it to the side, throw it off because at major races, and I've been seeing them do it at a lot of other races, the shirts, the jackets, the pants, gloves, hat, mittens, socks, whatever it is. People on the sidelines will collect it and donate it to um, maybe the homeless shelter or charity just kind of varies wherever you go. 
Yes, absolutely. And then also bring a jacket for after the race. And with that, I guess we're going to roll into the checked gear bag items because races are cool. You heat up, but then by the time you finish, it can be really cold and you've been sweating and you're exhausted. So make sure that you pack a jacket or something to pull over in your checked gear bag. Yeah. Jacket. And I love because I didn't ever think of it until I was hanging with you in Chicago, the wet wipes for your face afterwards, because your face is so gross. It's salty and sweaty. All those wet wipes make a difference. That was such a good idea you had. Yes. I always pack wet wipes. Um, I started using wet wipes because obviously, you know, I have kids and I use the wet wipes way more than they did. And now they don't need them anymore. And I still carry wet wipes because of, you know, just to freshen up. <laughs> Another thing, ibuprofen, if you need it. Um, I usually never recommend anti-inflammatories because, you know, muscle soreness is part of your healing, but you did the marathon. You don't, yeah. you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not here. Yeah. I've never take, I haven't taken Advil. I've proven any of those for like three or four years. They used to mess up my stomach. I try to stay away from them, but, um, I like your next one on your list, the change of shoes. Oh my gosh. Your feet feel your, your feet will thank you. If you bring like a nice comfy pair of shoes, don't bring high heels, bring a nice comfy pair of shoes. They could just slip right on and just let your feet relax. And they're probably going to be swollen afterwards. That's just normal. You know, they've been working hard. Let them relax, get them out of your running shoes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, and with that, make sure that you bring a plastic bag because your gear check bag is going to have some items that you don't want to completely get gross. Yeah. Um, and your shoes, when you take them off, your socks, when you take them off, whatever you take off is going to be wet. So just bring a plastic bag. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Now, I think the last thing we would add into um, what we should bring is our fueling, right? Like you don't want to forget any of your fueling that you have used throughout training and have to change it on race day. I usually bring, I'm not a huge fueler. I think we've talked about that in a different podcast. I have Martin gel gels that I'll stick in my flip belt. That's about it. But I usually bring um, salt packs. They're element, the element ones, the citrus salt, my favorite after a race. It's so refreshing. Oh, that's great. That's a great tip um, to to make sure that we bring our own fueling. So yes. I guess with that, our own supplements, because wherever you travel, you're probably not going to be able to find exactly that specific running drink at any kind of CVS or pharmacy. So bring that. For gels, obviously, there's a lot of research that says you're supposed to fuel midpoint. So make sure that you pack your favorite gels, because again, it'll be hard to track down that one running store that carries all different varieties of gel. Um, another thing that I also bring talking about supplements and things that you can bring for before and after the marathon is a water bottle. Don't travel without one because that way you know that during the time that you're traveling, you're fueling enough or I'm sorry, hydrating enough. And then a massage roller. Um, oh. I never used to be a big fan of any of the guns or anything until I found this roller that kind of wraps around your thigh and you or, or calf and you stick your foot and leg in it and you just pull it up. And I feel like that's even better than a massage. Oh my gosh. I haven't even seen this thing. I'll have to look this one up. I have every, you know, I have the foot roller. I have the roller rollers. I have the massage gun. I have it all. I don't have that one. No, this has been a game changer for me because I've oh never gosh. taken the time to do it, but my calves get tight and calves are hard to roll out and stuff. 
Yeah. And I used to try to get massages and tell them focus on the calves. And after five minutes, they would move on. And I'm just like, I want an hour long calf massage. No, they're like, oh, here, they touch it four times and then they're done. I know nobody knows the runner calves problems. (laughs) (laughs) Massage massage therapist out there, please start focusing more on your calves if they're a runner. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So yeah, so that is another tip of mine. And then, um, you know, then obviously everything else you need for your trip. But I think these are the specific items that are oriented towards your marathon that, you know, we were able to think of. Yeah, no. And I mean, like, of course, everyone's going to have their like own little thing here and there that, you know, um, inspirational reading material prior, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's something else, but just make sure you have the basics, something that you can't replace at the race. Oh, man. Well, thank you, Sierra, so much for talking to me about this. I know we're running out of time. Um, but yeah, I think we hit the point. We hit the hit the nail on the head with these items that we can bring for races. And I hope to see you sometime soon at another race. What are you running this year? Um, New York. I think we're both running New York, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun. That's like my biggest one so far. Maybe St. George in October. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much and uh, happy training. Thank you. You too, Letty. Thanks for having me back on. Of course. See ya. Thanks, Sierra, for speaking with me and going through this crazy long list of items. And I can't wait to see you in New York. And Ryan, have you learned anything or am I going to be packing your bag for your first marathon in Sweden this summer? You can help me pack. <laughs> I'm sure I will. <laughs> Anyhow. So with that, we are done with today's episode. Next week's episode is Marathon Monday. So we're going to pre-record that one. If you are going to be in Boston and you want to link up, you can find me on Instagram at Running Podcasts. Maybe we can do a shakeout run together or wherever we'll be. We'll probably have all that stuff available on Instagram. And with that, have a good week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.